Welcome back to Alliance's Heroes, where heroes in business align. To be part of our super community and find out more about Alliances, visit www.alliances.com. All right, so we're back, and what a morning it's been. Heck, we interviewed the international arms dealer. And also, too, thank you for the feedback. I always say it because the numbers show they don't lie for having and interviewing the CEO of Logic Tech. So make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. Why? Because you know it is the only, only place where entrepreneurs align. And next, are you ready for this? Is the former CEO of Confio Software. They are the they are the fastest growing company in the database tools market. What happens? It ends up being acquired by SolarWinds on the New York Stock Exchange for well over $100 million. And we're going to find out also, too, what he is doing now. Welcome to the show, Matt Larson. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, Matt, let's, uh, let's, let's go right into it. First of all, is this, so you're the CEO of this rapidly growing company. Talk to us about what that was, a little bit about the, the, the experience having been in, again, the fastest growing field within that industry. Sure. So, you know, I think we were fortunate to have a really great team who knew how to scale companies. And I think there's really a science of, of doing that. That I think, you know, it's, it's not a, a huge secret. Not everybody knows it, but I think most companies are not really familiar with that. And so they tend to use an approach where they use their logic. Um, it's called, you know, what I call logic-based management, where they say, I think this makes sense of what we should do here. And I think that makes sense for what we should do there. And it turns out that that is a fundamentally flawed way of doing it uh, because as individuals, we just don't have enough experience and, and enough uh, knowledge to really be able to make those choices. And so a much better approach that we took is, is the best practice approach to say, our job is to figure out how the fastest growing companies are doing it. And so we're going to go meet with their executives and, um, really dissect how that's happening. And then we're going to follow a process called mimic master innovate, where we're first going to mimic the winners in a certain area. And then we're going to master that. And then once and only once that's done, will we start innovating on top of it. So what are a few of the secrets then that you learned from that? You know, so I'm an investor now, and I've had people ask me, like, sort of, okay, you're going to invest in my company. What's the secret? And what I say is there it really isn't one thing. It really is, you know, it's hundreds of little things. And I, I had a, a founder of a company that I'm now the chairman of say, Matt, when you first told me that, I didn't really believe you. I thought you just wouldn't tell me the secret until I, uh, you know, until you came on board. But that it really is the case. There really are just issue after, you know, small issue that, you know, is really needed to make a difference. So I'll give some of them though. So a big one is, you know, making sure you're working on things. So we spend far too little time executing on what is the right thing to do. And we've only spent 1% of our time actually figuring out if it's the right thing that we should be working on. And so, so the most important thing is to first take the time to make sure you're working on the most important thing. And normally we spend 1% on what we should 
work on and 99% executing the wrong thing. So that's one of them. Um, you know, what gets measured gets done, really making sure you have good metrics, um, you know, doing competitive analysis, uh, for example, in a, in a marketing capacity saying, okay, I'm going to go out and figure out who's doing the best marketing in our industry and really figure out exactly what they're doing and how they're doing that and why they're doing that. And so that process of, of not just looking at it briefly, but really saying, I'm really going to dive deep into that and really understand what others are doing. Uh, those are just a couple of tips. Excellent. Well, that's great. And again, and you're listening, watching me, David Kogan, host of the Alliances Hero Show. So make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com because we're now interviewing Matt Larson and he can be reached at humanimprovement.org, which is what I want to get into next, Matt, with you is, is so how did this concept, first of all, talk to us very briefly about what humanimprovement.org is and then how did that come to be? So it is a nonprofit research organization where we really focus on um, the question, what things make the biggest difference to long-term well-being? Because every week a new study comes out, maybe it's, it's blueberries this week, where, hey, blueberries are particularly good for you, and everybody rushes out and buys blueberries. And every week new things come out. But what we know is that most of the things from our research and from the research of, of other others like us is that most of those make almost zero difference in our long-term well-being. So what we've really done is aggregated research, funded our own research uh, in, inside universities and outside universities to figure out that the answer to that question. And, you know, and it stunned us as to what we found. What we basically found was that just two things largely predict long-term well-being. And by, by that, we mean things like if you have anxiety or depression or criminality or drug or alcohol abuse, all of those are, we can largely predict along with genetics, just two things. And so our job is really to get the word out to help parents in particular, um, but also people who aren't parents, maybe who are in relationships to really understand the science, of those two elements that largely make up long-term well-being. And most people have never even heard of them, let alone have mastered them. Okay, so Matt, what are those two things? So the first thing that we look at in, uh, so we, what we do is we measure children and then, um, you know, measure young adults. And so the first thing is something called cortisol, but it's, you hear about cortisol all the time, but it's not in, in most cases, it's only in a very specific situation. And that is cortisol when you're nervous that something is going to happen that is going to cause your emotions to suddenly plummet. So, for example, if a parent is, like I used to do this, if I was sarcastic with one of my children once a month, they would be nervous the entire month when they were around me, worried that I was going to have one of those sarcastic comments, even though it was only once a month. That category of, of Having a child or adult, same thing with adults. If you're nervous that something's going to cause your emotions to plummet, all those activities that cause it, that's the number one predictor. The second most predictor is something that we call the long-term happiness chemical, which is uh, the amount of oxytocin that has been released inside of safe relationships. So you get that by things like hugging, for example. And so 
when our children are young, we hug them a lot, you know, and they get tons of oxytocin, which turns out is this long-term happiness chemical. But as they grow, we stop giving them as much uh, oxytocin. We start starving them of basically the long-term happiness chemical, and that has these pretty serious effects. And, and we actually do the same thing in our romantic relationships as well, where we will start our romantic relationships with lots of hand-holding and hugs and so on. And as, But we think of that as a young relationship issue, and so we stop doing that. And we appear to actually be starving ourselves and our partners of this long-term happiness chemical. So it turns out, you know, oxytocin and cortisol, just in these particular situations, shockingly, just those two things largely predict long-term well-being. So, Matt, is it possible to, now that you've identified what those two are, to actually change it? So let's say that right now we've got listeners that are in relationships or have children, and their children are older. Maybe they've been in a relationship for X period where the you know honeymoon's over. If you start to go back to that, what's the best way to do it? And will it begin to produce that feeling? Yes. Yes. So that's what our apps do. So we have completely free, no advertisement apps. Uh, you know, again, we're a nonprofit research institution that teaches these skills, and they're very easy to learn. Uh, that's why the, the apps, you know, are, are growing so quickly and are so highly rated. Our apps average between a 4.9 and a 5.0 on, on all the different app stores. Um, and absolutely, you can learn this. It's really not that hard to learn. It does take some time to get out of your your old bad habits into these new ones. But you'll see, you know, when you just look at the reviews that people over and over again will talk about it's life changing. And the, the reason is it's because we picked the, we found the two things that are most likely to impact long-term well-being. So that is what they should say. But basically when we research it, 67% uh, of people say life changing. And again, it's not because we're brilliant. It's, it's simply because we have really focused on finding the most impactful things, but absolutely uh, our, our apps uh, teach how to handle that inside of parent-child relationships, how to handle that in your romantic relationships. And, and frankly, it applies to any, any important relationship that you have. So if there was only one thing of the top thing that you would say that can have or help or make an impact on making someone be happy, feel good, be happy as a child or happy as an adult, what would that one thing be? So the most important skill that affects both of those chemicals, that if I had a wish uh, for the whole world, it would be that we all know one skill, and that is how to help our loved ones process their hurtful experiences. That one skill uh, lowers your cortisol, it raises your, your good oxytocin, and that, as, you know, that's, based, that's a big part of what our app does is teach that how to recognize and, and help a loved one process their, their negative emotions, their hurtful experiences, that will change the world. And it will, you know, we will all know, learn how to do that. You know, in the next five or 10 years, it will be the norm and it will, it will be shocking sort of what it does to the, you know, to the well-being, you know, across the planet. But that's absolutely the most important thing is to learn the skills to do that. And they are not at all intuitive. It turns out what parents do to try to help their kids or what we do with our romantic partner to try to help them when they're 
uh, when they're having a, a bad day, for example, is often the opposite of what we need to do. And we've only seen this with this relatively new brain scanning technology, but but learning that skill is absolutely important. I think for most people, it is the most important thing that you can do for your loved ones in the next five or 10 years. Well, that's incredible. And you got to make sure listeners, viewers, make sure you go download that Happy Child app. Well, I got to tell you, Matt, Matt Larson, again, so much the Human Improvement Project and also Happy Child app. Make sure you check them out at inhumanimprovement.org, making a difference. All right, we got to go. We got to help others and stuff with that. Learn the right way to go ahead and do it. Raise happy children, right? And help others and make them happy. That's what the world needs. And Matt Larson is helping to lead that charge. So go to humanimprovement.org. This has been David Kogan with the Alliance Heroes Show. <laughs>